Hello. <laughs> okay, welcome to the second episode of the Joinmaker podcast. If you didn't listen to the first one, I am Michaela Hess, and um, I really wow, I really need like an intro because <laughs> I if this was bougier, we would we would have an intro right now, but this is straight out of my house, so. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, today we're going to talk about a few different things. Um, Also, if you're here, thank you so much for listening. That is so appreciated. Um, Okay, but first I'm going to talk a little bit about myself. Because I realized I, I don't even have like... Like, a lot of you probably don't even know me or know what I'm about. I don't know why I just assume that everyone knows my thoughts. <laughs> like, like, no one knows my thoughts. Anyway, so I'm just going to be telling you guys a little bit about me. Just kind of like some fun things because there will be a lot of deep conversations on this podcast. So let's talk about some fun things first, you know? Okay, so let's just get right into it. Um, so I was born and mostly raised in Nevada, in like the Henderson area. I always just tell people I'm from Las Vegas, and the amount of questions I got when I moved to Utah was like, oh my gosh, do people live in casinos down there? I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Okay, anyway. But I did half my high school in Nevada and then did the second half of my high school in Utah. And holy, that was a culture shock. And I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point. But so that was about, I want to say like five years ago that I moved to Utah. Um, And it has been fantastic. So good. Exactly what I needed. Anyway, so I moved here and my whole family actually moved here, which was really awesome. We already had some family out here and we found this super cool house. My dad found a good job, but anyway, this house had like a lake on it. And in Vegas, it's like desert. Everyone has rocks in their yard. Houses all look the same. They're pretty small. And we moved here and we moved to this house with this lake and all this like all this grass area all these trees and like it was like the first greenery I had been around and wow I was like God is good (laughs) so that was really cool um but so much has happened within that five years that has like shaped me and I'm just a totally different person um But yeah, anyway, so I graduated high school and I went to Utah State for a little bit and that was when COVID started. So (laughs) I will talk so much trash on Utah State, but it's actually awesome. It's a good place, a great place, but the COVID year, guys, if COVID ever happens again and you get the chance to go to Utah State, literally don't. But that's not going to happen again. So do go now. But 
anyway, that was a really, really hard time. Probably the worst year. Anyway, so then I proceeded to go on an LDS religious mission. Um, I like started preparing for that. And if you don't know what that is, it's like for guys, it's two years. For girls, it's a year and a half. And basically, you just go where the Lord calls you and you just serve and tell other people about the gospel and bring other people closer to Christ. And so I decided that was something I wanted to do. So I started to prepare for that and um, I got really close. I got mission call, which I got my call to Canada. How cool is that? I don't know why. I just feel some, I'll always feel some little connection to Canada. But um, <laughs> anyway, I didn't end up going because of my mental health. And that was super devastating for me. Um, and I'm gonna, actually going to talk about, that's like a part of today's little topic. Um, <laughs> so I'll bring that up in a little bit. Um, but basically when that happened, I just decided I would devote that year and a half that I would be on a mission to just healing my mind and getting better and healing my soul, which I thought was holding me back at the time. I thought I was set back from everyone else, but really that was the best thing for me and made all of the difference. And I'm so glad I decided to do that. Um, so since then, I've just been doing anything and everything. What was that, like two years ago, I think, yeah, um, that I got a mission call. Anyway, so since then, I've just been doing anything and everything, literally anything that could possibly help your mental health in the slightest. I've probably tried it, and we are going to talk about it. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing up till now. But that's not all I've been doing. I have been, I transferred down to Utah Valley University. And when I was in high school, I lived really close to UVU. And I was like, I would never go there. Like, rejects go there. And I guess I'm a reject because I love it. <laughs> um, isn't it crazy? You, like, look back and you never are where you thought you would be. But anyway, and so as I was like dealing with all my mental health stuff, I started working at Nike. I had like a few jobs, but they all just, they were not keepers. So I started working at Nike and that absolutely changed my life. I can't even describe, and I know this sounds ridiculous, like how is a job that life-changing but you guys I was seriously led there because that saved me in every single way I working there was like it was like a whole community it was there was so much love and also
also just fun. Like, times of laughter and fun and genuine people, they, they just heal you in so many ways. And so I worked there for like, I don't know, was it like a year? Yeah, it was like a year. And that was so, so good. <laughs> so cool. Um, and I met some of my greatest girlfriends at that place. Anyway, I just quit that job at the beginning. It was like middle of last year, 2022, and yeah, and now I'm here working at my current job and going to school and making a podcast apparently. So there's a little brief overview. I don't know if any of that means anything to any of you, but just a little bit deeper into why I am doing this podcast. Um, yeah, so now we'll get into the real details of all of this. So I realized after listening to my last episode, which if it was rocky, I apologize. This is going to take me a minute. But I, after listening to my last episode, I realized that I would bring something up and I was kind of vague about it. Um, so I had someone reach out to me and ask me to talk about um, praying for and receiving what I needed versus what I wanted. Yeah, they reached out to me and asked me to talk about that more. And so I realized I was kind of vague about that. Anyway, I'm going to start by talking about that. Um, so in the last episode, I talked about how having the Lord prevail through your trials is the absolute game changer and the most that you can do for yourself when going through something that is so debilitating and terrible. Um, and I talked about having enough faith to ask for what you need versus what you want and for me I'm just gonna give you guys an example of what that looked like for me so every day I guess this can apply to pretty much any trial but as I was struggling with depression and my depression was pretty terrible at one point um Every day felt really, really hard. And I can't describe the feeling. You don't really know the feeling unless you've been through it. But um, you all know the feeling of what it feels like to be in something. And it's just so hard that you, you don't want to do it anymore. And the next day, thinking about the next day and the next day and the next day of it just being hard still is, that's really hard. And what you want is for it to be over. And what you want is to just ask the Lord to take it away. Um, and at the beginning, as I was going through all of this, I would pray to the Lord for him to take it away. And over time, I learned that that is, you know what, we all have to go through those phases where that's what we pray for. And that is so valid. But... That is a that is a useless prayer in like the best way possible 
Or at least that was a useless prayer for me. <clears throat> um, and what I learned to be so effective, and it felt really scary, but it ended up being the safest and most comforting thing ever was to sit down on your knees and ask the Lord, give me what I want. Give me what I, give me what I need, even if it's not what I want. And that was really, really difficult to be humble enough to ask for that. And it was really scary to ask for that, realizing that those deep, dark days of depression could have been going on. But if it's what I need and if it's what the Lord felt that's what I needed, then I would be okay with that because it was the Lord's plan. And I think that is um, a really huge act of faith that was really important in my journey. Also, so I told you guys that I put in my papers to serve this um, religious mission, right? And this is like a big, a big deal. At the time, I, I thought this was my purpose. I thought this was one of the things I was meant to do. And I really thought that that would bring me a lot more purpose doing that. Um, and I really wanted to go so, so bad. And the whole time I was really scared as I was preparing for it, like putting my papers and everything, I was really scared that my... Also, I didn't really know like what depression or anxiety was as I was going through this, but it was as I was like feeling all of it. So I didn't really know that I was experiencing those things. I just thought that I was doing something wrong. And that's why I was feeling this way. Um, anyway, so as I was putting in my papers and preparing for this, I was really, really scared. And I'm talking about like deep fear instilled in me. That these terrible feelings of depression and like these deep feelings that they wouldn't go away. And I couldn't serve this mission. But I, I thought if I had enough faith, they would go away. I thought if I had enough faith to keep going and go through with it and get my mission call and go out and serve, that they would go away. And I thought, oh, I have enough faith the Lord will take them away. And that's what I really thought as I was going forward. Um, and days went on and it didn't stop and obviously I didn't go on my mission um, and that is an example of what I needed versus what I wanted I thought I was letting the Lord down by not doing this but what I didn't understand is that's what I really really needed was 
to stay here and to be be there for people around me here and to be there for myself and to prepare myself so I could do all of the things that I'm supposed to do down here. So during this time, I I really, really wanted to go so bad, but that was one of the times where I trusted the Lord and said, give me what I need rather than what I want. And we just have to trust that his plan is every single time absolutely better than our plan. Even if we think we know, it's just better every single time. And I can look back and I can say that, like, I knew I was supposed to be here the whole time. I'll look back and look at miracles, in like, incredible miracles that happened. And the strength of my testimony that I was able to cultivate and create while focusing on myself um, because when I when I wasn't able to go out I, I literally I could barely get myself out of bed and so to go out and to serve other people I couldn't even serve them in the best way that I could have if I would have just healed myself first and that is something that's really hard to accept that sometimes we can't be there all the time there for everyone 100% and that's okay because the Lord will give us what we need when we need it and there will be times I promise there will be your time where you will be 100% you will be there be able to be there for everyone and the Lord will give you your service opportunities and trust me he will let you know of your purposes here so it's okay a thought that really kept me going throughout all this and this sounds like a really cliche thought um but when I was in like the depths and I had nothing to hang on to really and I felt so terrible about myself I thought that this was my fault I just had this thought that was whispered to me one time and it said, the only thing you need to be right now is what you're being or else because the Lord wouldn't let you be anything else. And that sounds so dumb saying it out loud, um, but I would repeat that to myself sometimes and just all you need to be is who you are right now. And because the Lord loves effort, he really does, and he sees all of it. Um, so that is just going, diving a little bit deeper into what I, I got what I needed versus what I wanted. Um, and it was, I look back and I wouldn't have it any other way, but if he would have told me two years ago what was going to happen, I would have been terrified, but it was the best thing 
And I'm just so glad that I trusted the Lord more than myself with that. Um, and I'm still, I'm, I'm still learning to do that in the process. But anyway, we are going to talk now real briefly about miracles, a little bit about that and how to, how to see miracles and how you receive miracles. Something that is so important, I think, is to be able to recognize what a miracle looks like for you and recognize what peace and comfort feels like before you ask the Lord for that. Um, I think those are incredible blessings and prayers to ask for is to ask for peace and comfort and that is really something that brought me just carried me along my journey when I was going through really hard trials or those specific prayers um, but something at first I would ask for those and the thing was is that I didn't know what it felt like to feel that and learning to recognize it helps you to see all the miracles that are happening in your life. Um, so first, what I did when I didn't really know what this felt like was to each day write down the miracles that I saw that day. If it was like little things like a smile from someone or the fact that I was able to make it on time to this one thing or that some, this thing happened at work or I saw something pretty in the sky or something like that. They were always really little things, um, but I realized the more that I recognized the miracles, that more miracles decided, not decided, more miracles happened to come into my life. And I just thought that was incredible. Um, and sometimes we don't give the Lord a chance to bless us. Because there's always noise and there's always something going on. We're always distracted and we are always thinking and there's lots of negativity all around. When all along, it's not that there wasn't any miracles happening in your life. It was simply that you just weren't able to recognize them and so I think recognizing them before you ask the Lord um, to create miracles in your life is something well that was something that really really helped me and ask the Lord to help you recognize peace I think Recognizing peace was a little bit harder for me at first, um, but when, when I did start to feel it, I would stop everything and sit in that feeling and really take advantage of what that felt like. And the more I got to know those feelings, the 
more they came to me and the more that the Lord was able to bless me with those things because I knew what they felt like. So I think that is the first thing um, that really started to soften my heart and help to bring me closer to the Lord. And in addition to that, I just want to say that moments of joy, they don't have to be things that are happening to you, good things that are happening to you, because you can look around and see that everything is falling apart and everything's out of place, but what true joy is, is when we create that is when we see the Lord working in our life and when we see him creating miracles and despite all of the bad that's around us. And I think that is a really amazing source of joy. And I'm just gonna, I saw these, this quote the other day, it's by Elder Dale Renland. Um, there's two parts to it. So first of all, he says, our Heavenly Father wants us to recall His and His beloved Son's goodness, not for their own gratification, but for the influence that such remembrance has on us. By considering their kindness, our perspective and understanding are enlarged, and by reflecting on their compassion, we become more humble, prayerful, and steadfast. So that just kind of adds on to when we begin to recognize those things, and see all of the good and the love that Christ gives to us, then we will be able to continue to recognize those things and we'll be able to be more steadfast and have more faith. And I also just think that's incredible that how loving is that, that they don't want us to recall this for their own goodness that the Lord sent his son to die for us and they don't want a single tiny bit of recognition at all it is simply for our good I think that's incredible and hopefully that that amazing miracle can inspire you to recognize other miracles that are going on around you. Um, I think I'm gonna end things here, but also I'm saying my apologies for saying like, but, and um a million times. <laughs> I, I really appreciate if you're still listening at this point, and thank you for hearing all my thoughts. And I will see you guys next time.